What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we also talk about whatever it is that's meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. I am Pat the Pac-Man, dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist at Pac-Man to the Rescue, Canine Solutions and Coaching, where what do we do there? We train people, not dogs. You heard that correct. We train people, not dogs, because that's what it's about. Welcome. If you're joining for the first time, if you've been here before, welcome. And welcome either way, you know, we talk Sicilian here, as you already know, we have fun, we talk about all sorts of cool topics. And this is one of those uh, episodes where it's going to be very uh, non dog. Uh, This is going to be an episode non dog. It's actually um, something that I think will really benefit you guys. And I mean, it's, it's a shocking thing to me. Um, you know, I would, I want to just dive right in because like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to get emotional just so you guys know, I'm going to have some tears coming out of my eyes. Cause there's just some shocking stuff and just incredible stuff. And, uh, you'll understand what I, what I mean in a second. Um, so yeah, so let's just dive right into this whole thing. So let me start off by saying that if you've listened to me before, if you have read my, my autobiography, Godspell Backwards, which reminds me, if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Godspell Backwards, you got to read my, my autobiography. Go get a copy of that thing. It's awesome. It's about my life. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a cool book about dogs, about me. It's, it's just awesome, awesome. I'm getting some great feedback from it. So uh, yeah, you definitely, that's, that's, that's an inspiring and, uh, and entertaining uh, read. You'll definitely love it. So go take a look at it. But again, if you read my, my book and if you are listening to the podcast, if you know anything about me, you know that I, you know, God is my center. Everything I operate by uh, is, is circles and, and, and focuses on, you know, faith and patience. You know, my mantra is got to have faith and patience. So um, we talk about God, obviously. We talk about faith and a lot of these things as to why, you know, my faith and patience are so crucial and it does apply into the into this this path when it comes to dogs is simply because of the fact that um believe it or not it helps me stay calm you know we talk about 95% of the battle it's all about being calm i i 95% of this battle when it comes to dogs is about calm mind relaxed body it's really that simple that's 95% of this battle Everybody knows about it and understands it, that dogs feed off our energy, our emotions, blah, 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 blah. But you got to understand that it's about calmness. And for me, uh, that's what I need. I need to know that God is, is, is just, is just the, you know, my focus of, of having faith in God and every, on every set of in anything, I can't even talk. I'm already starting to get emotional, but on everything that I do, especially when it comes to the dogs, knowing about the fact that God is in charge of everything. And I have the patience to understand that. It keeps me calm. It keeps me relaxed. And that's really the key here. And I'm learning it every day. And I am stunned. Again, if you have read my book, you'll see so many examples of how um, I've been, I've come out of, you know, situations, not gotten myself into situations, just basically, you know, without a scratch, you know, um, you, you know, if you, if you know the story of how I came to this career path, you know, you know that I was afraid of dogs for 20 and until I was 28 years old. How did I overcome my fear? Basically, I got married. Uh, that has nothing to do with it, by the way. That was a whole other story. But, you know, I got married six months later, got divorced, ended up in my first apartment. And that's where I was uh, surrounded by a bull mastiff and a coonhound consistently. And that was really the element that helped me overcome my fear. So this was a marriage that should never have happened again. You got to read that chapter. You're going to get a kick out of that whole experience. Holy cow, was that crazy? But, um, you know, 
if you if you follow on social media, you see some of the stuff. And speaking of which, you know, make sure you follow us on social media under Pac-Man to the Rescue um, on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget, subscribe to the podcast if you ain't done so already. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? I'm gonna get the Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Apple. So hit those subscribe buttons, wag your tail on over, and slap a paw on all those subscribe buttons and those follow buttons and like buttons and all those buttons, buttons, button, buttons. Make sure you get that done. So, uh, so this way you could keep track of all the stuff that's happening. And uh, yeah, so we're talking about like, you know, the, how I got married, you know, that marriage should never should have happened. Um, it was a disaster. It was clear that it was a, a mess. Um, even way before that all event that that event took place. But it, it was it was a catalyst. It was a necessity. It was something that had to happen because had I not got married, I never would have moved out of my parents' house. I never would have moved, you know, moved into this apartment. And I never would have uh, overcome my fear, which is the really the first step that that, you know, made this this happen. You know, if I never overcame my fear of dogs, I wouldn't be here. I, if I, I would I would be doing something completely different. You know what I'm saying? So that's really key here is that was the really the, the, the key. So learning what I did afterwards when I learned the concept of faith, faith and patience was me understanding that, wow, so to get to this career, I had to wait till I was 40 years old to, to get to this path. I had to go through all these different steps. And there was obviously multiple steps. You know, the whole sock situation. Again, much more details of that in the uh, in Godspell backwards in the book. So, uh, and I'm not plugging, I'm just telling you, this book is the best. So you're going to really, really love it. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's a bomb. I'm not, I'm bragging, but oh, hey, get your defaulted. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is, but it is, I'm really proud of it. You know, and it's, it's done, it's doing the job that I wanted it to do, which was to inspire and to entertain. And I'm getting the feedback on that. So, um, so yeah, so, so, you know, all these different things that took place and all these different, you know, situations, these supposed problems, you know, the divorce situation, you know, getting socks and, you know, all these different things that kind of like were just stay steps, right? And along the way, you know, I've always had uh, different things take place. And I'm learning even at the, you know, close to, to, the, to a midlife here situation to a, to a, Mid-level of years, we'll call it. Old age, you know what? You want to live, you got to get old. That's how it works. But, you know, getting close to that and having and still learning and realizing just what God has done for me and what my faith is done. Um, it's, it's so like in, in, incredible. So why do I say all this? Well, I actually shot a podcast. I forget which episode number it was, but I shot a podcast about cats and how I, I take care of the feral cats in the area. I've been doing that for years. And my ex is really, uh, she was, when she was living here is when we started, when she, you know, I kind of wanted to get this done. She kind of, you know, got the ball rolling. And uh, from there, she kind of actually has her own rescue uh, now that is doing phenomenal when it comes to, you know, cats and, and, and all these different programs and all this, she's doing amazing. And it started off by just me wanting to just help the cat population in the area. So uh, from there, you know, we actually used to, I used to take care of, of the cats uh, in the area. And after uh, her and I broke up and she moved out, um, I still continued to take care of the cats in the area. And again, there's an episode where I talk about this. So one cat in particular, uh, I used to call him Scooter. I thought it was a male and I used to call him Scooter. And, you know, uh, after a period of time of me consistently just, you know, applying the same concepts of dog, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to pet him. I wouldn't talk to him. I would just give him food, hang out outside. You know, eventually I would try to get closer, never talk, no, no eye contact. I would apply the basic psychology, the basic psychology. There was also some things that I learned 
uh, when it comes to cats. So psychologically, believe it or not, there's techniques with cats too that I learned and I was applying some of that stuff, you know, and eventually this cat started to trust me. I could pet him while he's eating. Eventually he would come closer to me. And to make a very long story short, this cat became basically my outside cat. He would always be outside the, that house. You know, whenever I was out with Sox or Pepper, he would follow us up and down. In fact, then all the neighbors would be like, what is, what is this? You walk in a cat? Like, is this your cat? Like, what's the story here? You know, it was crazy. You know, and, 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 you know, he would follow us up and down, rub, up, rub up against me, rub up against Sox and Pepper. Eventually, you know, what I started to do was I would hang out outside with him. And this was my ritual every single night. And it became a ritual, like almost every single time that I was outside with the dogs, I would just, you know, add a chair down, downstairs and I would just pull the chair out, a folding chair, come out, sit down, hang out with them. And eventually he would actually jump up on my lap. There's been multiple times where he fell asleep. It was so adorable. Um, you know, he would fall asleep on my, on my lap. So he kind of like began to trust me. I was able to rub his belly and we just became so close. And my intention was always to bring him in because it became, he became mine. You know, I became his and he became mine and he got along great with the dogs. The dogs got along great with him. It, it was just a match made in heaven, but because I have Hannibal, you know, my parrot, um, I also just wasn't sure. It was a little bit of hesitation on my part, maybe a little bit of fear, nervousness, whatever you want to call it on actually pulling the trigger on bringing this cat in the house. So I would always just, you know, drag my feet and procrastinate, but I always wanted to get this done. And every single time that I was outside, I have a ritual that I applied as well, since I was hanging out with him outside, was I would talk to God. And this is something that I do personally, um, something that I highly recommend. Um, I would talk to God as a person, I would talk to myself back, like, you know, Basically, I'm talking to myself with answering myself back. So for the Paitoto, I'm telling everybody that would see me or hear me. I don't know if anybody ever saw or heard me, but they would be like, you said Ford. They're like, this guy is crazy over here. But you know what? Whatever. But it would be like it was so it, it became such an, a valuable tool for me because it was basically like having a conversation. And I got so much value out of that. Like I, I, I kind of like rationalized problems. I overcame issues. I thought of solutions, like so many things came out of it just by me talking to God, because that's really um, my center. You know what I mean? So there was a time where once uh, Scooter just disappeared. I forget how long he was gone for, but it was multiple days. And of course, I got worried and I was panicking and I was freaking out and I was all upset. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. This is blah, blah, blah. You know, I was, I was so, 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 so sad. I actually cried. I'm not going to lie. I actually cried. Oh, my God, did he get killed? Did he get hurt? Is he kidnapped? You know, the, the mind, should have you know, the, the brain goes into all these different tangents and you start creating all these different movies and all these different, you know, the scenarios and images. And, you know, and the, of course, they're, none of them are pleasant, you know. And so finally, I did what I, you know, what I said I do with when it comes to God. I, I talked to him, you know, I, I, I talked to him and I, and I told him, I was like, where's Scooter? I want Scooter back. You got to bring him back. And it became like I got yelled at. <laughs> Basically, that's really what happened is I started yelling at myself. I got yelled at by God. And why did that happen? I'm telling you, swing forward. But you know what? I don't I don't feel it that way. It's really such a great uh, a great conversation. Uh, it's really helpful. Anyway, um, I got yelled at by God. And why was that? Is because I really wasn't applying the concept of having faith. Now, you got to understand every time I was outside with him and it was cold out or it was a, a storm or it was snow or whatever the hell was going on, 
multiple times. And even if nothing was really was going on multiple times, I did what I do for just about everything is I gave him to God. I handed him over. I said, God, make sure you protect him. You know, make sure he's okay. Make sure that he doesn't get run over by any cars, no animals, no, no, no douchebag, you know, people, dogs, whatever. You know, I did, I gave him to him. He was under his wing. He was under his protection. And I did this multiple times. So I got yelled at because I was trying to take that back. Right. And it became a thing where I realized in my own mind, going thrown through this as God is talking to me. And I really feel that that's kind of like the, the conversation that's happening is he's clarifying in my mind that regardless, and this is really what's happened multiple times is even if such something that I don't want, if it's best for me, or if it's bad for me, even if I want it or don't want it, God's going to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? I can make all the mistakes in the world. It's going to turn this way, turn that. It's always going to come back to be to my benefit. It's, this is how the pattern has always been because of the fact that I put everything on, in, in, on him. So this was one of those things where I gave it to him and now I'm trying to take it back. You know, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to do it myself. You know what I'm saying? So God's like, listen, if you want to do it yourself, then I'm out. It's not together. It's either you handle it or I'm handling. Do you want me to protect them or do you want to protect them? Do you want you to take care of them or do you want me to take care of them? And I got news for you. <laughs> I am always going to step back. And this was one of those occasions where I was like, you know, trying to take something back. And what ended up happening was I recognized that as much as, you know, I didn't want that to take to happen. I knew that he was protected from God, that nothing bad was going to happen to him. But the thought also was, well, he's become friendly. I'm not sure if he's friendly with other people too. Maybe somebody got him and now they took him in their own home. And that kind of bothered me, believe it or not. So the, the conversation became, well, listen, I'm, I don't care if you're upset about it. This is God talking to me. I don't care if you're upset about it. I have to do what's best for Scooter. I have to do what's best for him because that's what you asked me to do, right? He, I asked him to take care of him and to do and to protect him and to, to basically make sure he was okay. So it's not about me. It was about him. So if he found a situation where he was in a home that could provide him what he needs, I wasn't doing it. I was just giving him food. Sure, I was giving him his treats. I was doing all the necessary things. Absolutely. But if he could put him in a situation that's even better off the streets, that's what that's what's necessary. Yes, I'm going to miss him. Yes, I'm upset. But the biggest thing was the not knowing, right? The fear of the unknown, not knowing what had happened to him. But here's what I learned. And here's what I realized. I didn't have to know. Once I handed him over and once I said, God, this is yours. Whatever happens, I trust you. Right? That was it. I don't have to know anymore because I handed him over to God. And that's how it works. If I start worrying, if I start paying attention, if I start, you know, trying to do things by myself and I start wondering, I don't have trust. I don't have, here it is. I don't have faith. You see what I'm saying? The faith is not there. The same thing I teach my clients is when it comes to like their dog, oh, maybe there's a little bit of dog stuff here. You know, when it comes to like their dogs, is you got to have faith. You got to have faith in yourself. You got to have faith in your dog. Well, what if he screws up? What if I screw up? It's okay. You go back to basics and we start again. You know, you got to see it in your mind. You got to understand. You got to see the end result in your mind in order for it to materialize and to come true.
it, guys, I'm telling you, it's really that simple. You got to see it in your heads. Even if you don't believe it, you got to make yourself believe it. And so once I had this conversation and I literally was, I remember this, I was in my car. <laughs> I was having a good conversation. I was just stuck in traffic and I was in my car and I was getting yelled at. Of course, I was by myself. So I'm sure that people, if they were looking at me, they're like, drink a drink. He probably was having a couple of drinks there, but I was yelling at myself. It wasn't myself. I wasn't yelling at myself. It was God yelling at me through me, you know, and I'm having this conversation and I'm in tears because I got it. I understood it was him. Okay. Well, once I understood that and I basically let it go because, Hey, it's not, it's not in my hands anymore. I gave it to God. He's going to take care of scooter. You know what I'm saying? It's in his hands that same night. I know people are going to be like, yeah, that's just a coincidence. It's the God honest truth. That same night, all of a sudden, guess what happened? Scooter popped up. Hand to God, swear to God. Scooter showed up and I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. I'm I continue to learn my lessons. Right. And I'm human. Listen, I, I'm, I'm a human guy and I continue to learn. I continue to stumble through all these things as much as, you know, I, I try my best. There's going to be times when, you know, the humanity side starts to take over and, you know, it is what it is. So we fast forward to, um, now Scooter's showing up regularly. You know, he's getting his food. He's getting his treats. We're hanging out the whole nine yards. Last month, suddenly Scooter vanished again. Okay. And of course, we start with the images. But this time, those images, yes, we were sad. It was, you know, I was crying. I was upset. You know, the fear of the unknown. But this time, I was able to recognize the situation. And yes, I didn't know what had happened to him, but I had given him to God again, multiple times to protect him, to take care of him. And the part that really bothered me on multiple levels, this is the part that really bothered me. And people that know me know that um, I have, I've been, I've been told that I have this thing called superhero complex where, you know, I believe that I, you know, I should be able to save the world and, and do things that are above a human's capabilities. Um, like when peanut passed away, you know, I blame myself and I was my fault and I should have done this and I could have done that. And, you know, and no matter how many people talk, tried to tell me otherwise, um, I firmly been, you know, firmly believe that it was on me, you know, I, I could have saved them, you know, and obviously it's, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's not in my hands. And that's one of the things that I've started to learn when it comes to like this. So this was just a re, re, re recap. I would sit outside this time without scooter in my lap and I would just start bawling, just crying. And I started talking to God and it basically came out where it was me. I was blaming myself. I should have taken him in. I'm so stupid. I'm so lazy. God damn it. If I only want to bring him in, he would be okay. He'd be living with us. He'd be happy, blah, 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 blah. And it came back to the same thing. And this time it was two things. The first part was, Pat, seriously, you gave him to me. He's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is just to take care of him, to provide his food, to give him the love, to give him his treats, to give him your, his, your, you know, the affection. That's it. The protection part, that's on me. You told me that's what you want. If you don't want to do it, I'll give them back to you. No, no, that's definitely not what I want, right? But the other side was the blaming, the blame game. It's my fault. I should have done this. I should have done that. And throughout the years, 
in various situations, where there is business situations, whether it was school situations, whether it was relationship situations, even silly, silly things as, you know, food shopping situations, stupid and significant things. What I really learned, like this marriage situation, was that no matter what, no matter what mistakes, no matter what foul ups I would do, God would always find a way to rectify it, right? And I, as I'm doing this conversation, the thing of back and forth, and this also helped me, believe it or not, when it came to like the dog stuff, when it came to like changing careers, it still helps me now, like, you know, writing a book and doing a podcast and doing all this stuff that's just, you know, new and foreign to me. Um, I have to talk myself into it sometimes. And because, you know, the, the, the doubt, the fears, the, 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 the tension, the nervousness kicks in, you know? And so again, it became when I recognized that, it wasn't, even if I did mess up, even if I did make those mistakes, maybe I should have taken them in sooner, you know, but if it does, it doesn't matter because no matter what, regardless of whether I do the right thing or the wrong thing, it's always going to turn out normal. It's always going to turn out fine. It's always going to turn out for what is best, you know? And so I had to, I recognize, and I had to force myself at first, but it was weird because it didn't take me long this time. It didn't take me long to let go, you know, to forgive myself, to understand that not only did I allow Scooter, not only did I ask God to protect Scooter, which means he's bulletproof now, but I know and I've asked God and he knows to protect me, which makes me bulletproof. That's why I've had all these benefits and these things that have happened. Again, if you read my book, you'll see various examples of this, but it's that being bulletproof because I, I, you know, you protect me, you take care of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give it to you. And now I'm done. It's kind of like, you know, have you guys ever seen the, the Godfather, you know, if you haven't, come on guys, you got to get over and watch the movie. Godfather. It's just, oh, it's awesome. The first and the second one, not the third one, forget the third one, number one and number two. But when the guy would go to the Godfather, the first movie, right in the beginning of the movie, he goes to the Godfather. He needs help. He leaves peaceful and happy and content because he asked the godfather for help and the godfather said no problem i'll take care of it and the guy knows that because he gave it to the godfather his problems are gone right this is the same example i gave my problems to god i continue to do so they're gone i give my dreams to god they're done they're gonna happen Right. That's where the patients come in. Faith and patience, tandem, both together. Right. That's the key here. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, it was a revelation. And I was so proud of myself because I was able to kind of like feel more at peace, knowing that regardless of me having done this, because it was easy for me to blame myself and, you know, to feel bad. It's my fault. If only this and only that you know, again, the fear of the unknown, all that kind of good stuff. But once I recognize that it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what happened with all this stuff. It doesn't make a difference. It wouldn't have made a difference at all. So the whole premise with this um, was, you know, as far I'm getting a little emotional. So I apologize if I'm getting a little stuttery and a little, you know, whatever, but um, I recognize that you know, God had his best interest at heart. It wasn't about me. Yes, I miss him. Yes, I, you know, I, I hoped it. And of course, every once in a while, like a thought would bubble up, but it would get squashed really quick. You know, those negative thoughts of what could have happened. Um, so yeah, so that was that. So why am I saying this? 
And why does this bring such and it has this, why does this have such an important uh, message? Well, just uh, yesterday, I was outside with my dogs. The super from the complex, I live in a condominium complex, the super was coming by mowing the lawn and he stops me and he says, hey, Pat, listen, um, there's this thing going on, you know, somebody supposedly, you know, put a cat outside. Don't get me started. We'll put your up inside with that, that stuff. That's a whole other story. I got, you know, we got things going on with that, but, um, supposedly somebody, you know, put through a cat outside, a kitten outside. So we're trying to look for, have you seen this kitten? I was like, nah, I haven't seen anything. I'm like, what's going on? I'm asking him some questions. He goes, well, the, the two, there's two girls that are looking uh, for him. Somebody said that underneath one of the buildings, they heard meowing. So they're trying to figure out what's going on. Is you want to talk to them? I was like, absolutely. So I brought socks and pepper in back in the house, rushed outside, went to them, and we started chit-chatting. And one of the girls, God bless her heart, her name is Diana. The other girl was Tara. She was uh, inside this little cross space, crawl space. So the super had told me that it was very difficult to get inside this crawl space. And so the problem became like, how do we get to this, this, this cat from in outside from, you know, from this crawl space. And apparently it was like, you know, there was these windows. I'm not exactly sure the dynamic of it, but the windows supposedly were open at one point, but then they ended up closing them. So this cat basically got trapped inside this crawl space. So we're looking for this kitten, it's a very tiny little kitten. And what happened was, that as I got there, here's Diana inside the crawl space with the trap. And I'm like, holy cow. So, you know, we, we're chit-chatting with the girls. I'm like, oh, you know, they told me the story of the, you know, the kid that they were looking for, whatever, whatever. Okay. So then from there, we move on. And, you know, I go, I go back home. I say, keep me posted. What's going on? If you need me to check the trap or whatever. I get a phone call a few hours later. We got a cat, but this is a bigger cat. I'm not sure about the situation that I don't think it's the one that we're looking for, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, well, let me come because I have a feeling I know which cat it is. Tara, who had seen me outside with Scooter, said, I think it's the cat that was outside with you multiple times. I'm like, yeah, now that guy's been gone for a month. So I, I think I know which cat you're talking about because she described him. He was like white and gray. And I had seen this other cat, uh, this other feral who's, you know, come sporadically um, you know, to, to eat the food that I put out. And so, um, you know, I, I, I went over the, I, I kind of felt that that was the cat, you know, that that was in there. So I get there, they have this trap. The trap is covered with the towel. I pull the trap out of this little crawl space, put it on the floor. I pick up the towel and I was just, my, my jaw hit the ground. I could not talk. I'm like, oh my God is this scooter? And I was, I was looking at him. And as soon as I started, it was so weird. In fact, the girls even noticed it. Um, yeah, as soon as I started like calling his name and just talking to him and just getting close and whatnot, he started meowing. And I, as soon as he started meowing, I knew that it was him. I recognized that meow anytime, anytime, anywhere. And he started meowing. And every time I would get close, he would start meowing. And he just, you could tell that he was comfortable once I showed up. Even though he was scared of being in the trap, he was like hissing at them when they were getting near, but not with me, you know? So, you know, I, I, I grabbed, so, you know, we brought, we, I'm flustered. I'm like going back and forth, trying to figure things out. I'm like, how am I, what am I going to do? You know, I have, I have this other dog, this dog that's staying with me. That's a client's dog, Sydney, as a matter of fact, I have Sydney staying over here with me. And uh, if you guys don't know Sydney, you got to get to that, uh, to that, to that autobiography. The whole case of Sydney is in there. So you got to make sure you read up on Sydney, but Sydney's here. Um, 
you know, I have Hannibal. I'm not set up to bring a cat into this house. You know what I mean? So I'm panicking as we're trying to figure it out, like, what do we do? Nobody could take him. you know, this, that, and the other thing. Well, we set him free and then he just, we just go back to normal. But the fear became twofold. Number one, is he terrified? He's going to run away or is he going to, you know, get hurt again? He's going to get trapped again. I mean, you know, we, this is, this is, there was just so many thoughts going into my mind. Like, what do we do? You know, and to to, to basically what ended up happening was he's been trapped apparently i'm not 100 sure but I, I have to say that that seems to be the case that somehow he ended up in this crawl space i don't know if he's gone in this crawl space before but somehow if they closed the windows he was trapped in there and he couldn't get out but it didn't make sense for him to be able to get out from there and not come back to where i was it just didn't make any sense so the only thing that makes sense to me is the fact that he was trapped this entire time and it pisses me off because like you know, the neighbors upstairs, they heard this meowing, but they never said anything. And we're talking about a month. You know what I mean? It really just pisses me off. But anyway, so let's not get carried away. So it's been a month, right? So I'm trying to figure out like what we're going to do. So I'm scrambling. Okay, what do we do here? Can you make phone calls? It's like late at late. It's like, it was like six, seven o'clock at night. You know, we're trying, okay, what do we do here? Can you take, well, I can't because I got this, I got the dogs, I, my dogs are aggressive and you know, all this, all this other stuff that's going on. So it was like, ah, shit, what do we do? What do we do? So um, guess what I did? I called my ex. I actually had my sister call, um, I contact my ex and I, you know, just, I needed, I needed help. I needed to figure out what's going on. So see, God just brings it all, all back together. So exes are not, you see, we're all, all part of the animal world. You know, we bond together. You know, when it comes to to saving the animal, that's that's how it was supposed to be, people. That's how it's supposed to be working as a team, you know. Um, so. I, you know, I had her call her. I had her contact her and uh, she said, yeah, have them call me and we're going to figure this out. So I called her. She said, OK, here's what you're going to do. She has an affiliation with the veterinarian in my t- same town, which is where I take my 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 dogs to. And she takes her animals, too. So she set up an appointment with, you know, through her rescue. So she set up an appointment the next day. So to take him, get him medically cleared, not to mention the fact that, you know, they, they're going to board him for, for until next week, early next week. Um, so that I could get the house in order. I could figure out how I'm going to, you know, set this whole thing up with, with him and Hannibal, um, and how, you know, Sydney's going to be going home at that point. So, so it's going to give me some time to kind of like get the necessary things, set this place up. So it's going to be, but to make a long story short. Yeah. Scooter's coming home. Scooter was coming here in this house. So that's uh, that's the bottom line. So I got the the uh, the notification, uh, the update from the vet uh, from her and um, the, the notification from the vet, the update from the vet, I'm sorry, basically said that he was very, very underweight, uh, very dehydrated, very malnourished, no injuries, nothing like that. They're check, taking a look at him, obviously. Um, they were going to make sure that he was got his vaccinations once able to. Um, but he definitely come home, you know, on Monday, I did find out that Scooter is a, not a boy. Scooter is a girl. So guys, uh, we need to uh, figure out a name for, uh, for Scooter as girls. So, um, yeah, we got to come up with some names when it comes to Scooter, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, yeah. So Scooter is a girl and, uh, it kind of had a feeling, I mean, to be honest with you, I used to, you know, address him and, you know, deal with him as a boy, but I kind of had a gut feeling that, that, uh, that he was a girl. And as it turns out, she's a girl. 
So in fact, that was her text message when she wrote, she goes, she's a, hey, um, it's a girl, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing, which is cool. Uh, she had already had, um, she had already had been spayed. Uh, she had her ear clipped, which I already, you know, had seen that. So I knew that she was taken care of from that perspective. Otherwise I would have done that myself. You know, I don't want her getting pregnant. No, 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 no. Said, yeah, I'm, I'm Sicilian. You, you kidding me? Let my baby girl running around there go to teach the food. I don't think so. You're going to get pregnant on my watch. Uh, 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 stay away from those boys, young lady. But uh, yeah, no, she had, I don't know what kind of rescue did this to, if she was a kitten and they spayed her and let her out. Supposedly they're saying, the vet's saying that she's between a year and two years. I don't know if that's the, the case. I, I think that's a little too young, to be honest. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't, I don't really know. But uh, yeah, so, you know, we got to come up with a name. So I'm going to get to that in, you know, in a little while, but the, 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 the premise of the story is very simple. Okay. I had been at peace with not seeing scooter for a while. And I'm going to say him just because it's just the force of habit. So just, you know, just disregard that just the force of habit. Um, I'd been at peace with knowing that scooter was no longer uh, being cared for by me. I had been at peace knowing that Scooter was safe, knowing that Scooter was um, not going through any kind of situation. Uh, now, granted, the situation that he was in was not a pleasant one, obviously. It wasn't a good situation, but at least um, it had a happy ending. You know, Now, people will say, well, why did this have to happen to begin with? I'm not sure, but maybe these things have to happen because at this point, um, I have no choice but to bring him in. You know what I mean? He's not staying outside anymore. That's just a decision. Whether it would be me or other people, uh, another finding him a home, that's mandatory. So just like with me having to go through all that misery and, and the aftermath of the misery after the marriage to get to a certain uh, destination, to accomplish a certain goal, maybe this was just part of it. And it breaks my heart. I'm not going to lie of knowing that he's been trapped. This is, again, this is just an assumption that I have, but it's an assumption that kind of like is based on common sense uh, that he's been trapped in there for a month. Um, it breaks my heart, but I'm not going to think about that because at the end of the day, I know that even during that period period where he was scared or whatever, he had God by his side, you know, and I've been in those situations where I've been scared and hopeless and, and just, you know, fear the unknown in other ways, there are bigger ways. And just, you know, to the point where just things are really bad. And I've always had God by my side. Um, this was the same thing. And that gave me comfort. You know, I don't, I don't feel bad for it because again, yes, it wasn't a great situation. Absolutely. And I wish that did not happen, but he had God by his side, you know, we had already had set that up. And so I knew, and I know that that's that, you know, it's a matter of how this is all going to work out. So having these, 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 this dynamic of how this all evolved, it, it, it kind of like was almost God saying, okay, enough. All right. Now, before, you know, you were hanging out with them outside. It was fun. It was, you know, this and that and the other thing, but you know what? Now I want, I want scooter off the streets, you know? So this is how we're going to do it. And sometimes God does things in ways that are just, why, why do you have to do it that way? Because if you don't do it that way, the goal doesn't get accomplished. It's really that simple. Sometimes you have to go through the storm. You have to walk through the fire to get to the destination. 
it's really that simple. I've experienced it personally, guys. You know, even when it came to like working with socks, like to get to this point of becoming, you know, the Pac-Man and becoming a, a, a dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist and having a business of Pac-Man to the rescue podcast autobiography. I had to walk through the fire with socks to get to the destination. You know what I mean? Of understanding pit bulls, of understanding the dog psychology and dog communication and all that kind of good stuff. And he put me through the ringer. You know, I had to walk through that fire to get to this point. It's just how it works. Sometimes you have to just be in a storm, you know, and uh, you could focus on the storm or you could focus on God. And I choose to focus on God. Uh, the storm is around me, but my eyes, I'm, I'm focusing on God. He's going to get me through the storm. And the scooter deserved this? Of course not. Of course not. But again, you know, we could look at it from a different, a variety of different angles. You know, some people might blame me. Well, why didn't you do something about it? You know, I did, I did what I was able and I guess willing to do for the time being, which was, you know, provide him treats and food, wet and dry water, you know, love, affection, attention, you know, um, the protection factor again was from the Lord. But at the end of the day, my intentions were always to get him off the streets. And sometimes the timing is not up to me. I know, like I said before, that as much as I did blame myself a lot, regardless, it doesn't matter because God's got control. He's going to, you know, no matter what I do, no matter, no matter what bad stuff I do, no matter how stupid I behave, irresponsible, whatever you want to call it, he's going to make it whole. It's just, you know, it is just that simple. So um, obviously this was a happy ending for, for everybody. Um, you know, Tara, and um, Diana, especially Diana, who was crawling through the space, and she was just a trooper. She was God bless her soul. I want to get a major shout out for Diana and for Tara, who are just awesome. Um, I also want to send a shout out to my other neighbor, Lisa, who uh, took him in, um, you know, in his in a crate. We put him in a crate just for the night before we were able to bring him to the uh, vet. The vet was closed already, so uh, we weren't able to bring him. So he had to stay over, and we were trying to figure out how to work that out again. Me with my situation, them with theirs. You know, um, but Lisa stepped up and she's like, no, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to take them. And she did. You know, she she took him in. She, you know, she took care of him and she, you know, she's awesome. So thank you to Lisa. Uh, thank you for Tatara. And a very, very special thank you to uh, to Diana. Uh, obviously, thank you to our super to superintendent here at the complex. And I also want to thank uh, my ex, Janae, who uh, who runs um, Pity Party. A rescue, you know, she came to the rescue. <laughs> she came, she was a pity party to the rescue, Janae to the rescue, you know, who, uh, you know, in all honesty, she, she saved, she, you know, this was, this, you know, she's a huge animal lover. So, um, you know, she took care of business. She stepped up and she did all this stuff and, um, you know, set, set everything up and in a way that was just amazing. So uh, special thanks to a pity party rescue, Janae, um, I'm gonna have some links in there if you guys want to like, you know, take a look at her rescue too. But you know, this is it's a team effort, you know, it, it, it worked out beautifully, you know, with all of us, you know, you know, Diana, again, super, super awesome. Um, Tara, Lisa, and you know, Janae from with a pity party, uh, rescue, you know, um, and we say we're able to save a cat, you know, what I mean, and 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 it makes me very happy, uh, to be able to, to bring them in uh, to the pack and to bring them into the family. Um, you know, I've had cats before here, so, you know, I'm not really concerned about any of that, but it's just going to be an adjustment phase. And, uh, you know, again, going back to what I was talking about with God, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to be a preacher here, guys. 
you know, I'm not saying, you know, believe in God, you know, I'm not religious. I don't go to church or any of that stuff. And, you know, this is just, you know, we want to believe in a higher power, universe, whatever, you know, do whatever you want. But this, like I was telling Tara and Diana less yesterday, and I was saying, you guys don't believe in God. You don't know what you're missing. You know, you do not know what you're missing. And of course, last night had my conversations, took my chair out, sat outside and uh, had a crying fest. Like you can't imagine my Lord. I think I, I, you know, like Niagara Falls, boy, she's bad. You know, cried a lot. Um, Just, just the emotion of recognizing this whole thing and how this whole thing played out. Um, the circle of events, had it not been for that, for that situation of the cat being thrown out, had it not been for, um, you know, Diana who lived near where this whole situation supposedly happened, you know, had, 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 uh, had nobody contacted, you know, uh, the, the fact that they heard this meowing situation, um, had she not, you know, had the balls to, and, 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 and then just the, the courage, just God bless her to go in there and to do just a fight to get, to get him out. Um, and had, you know, the super, super, super intendant, the super of the complex, you know, come and see me and me not going over there. See how God works, how he puts these pieces together, you know, um, just for the, for the magic to take place, you know, who knows, like maybe I wasn't around. I would have, if I wasn't near, I wouldn't have seen this happen. You know, who knows what would have happened to school. Maybe nobody would have reckoned. I don't know. Like the whole thing is just how it all worked out of me being able to see this whole thing and to witness it. And they all saw how, how it all worked out. And it's just magic. It's very, very magical. And then this is, this is why I preach about having faith and patience. This is why I talk about having, you know, God so much. I talked about this in the book. It's the reason why I wanted the book to have God and dog in that title. And that's why when it came to God's bill backwards, it just worked out perfectly. Um, you know, the whole premise about this is, is this, this is, this is how it works. This is, this is why, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but the bottom line, look into it guys. Listen, I, it, it's, it's, I'm so happy. Um, you know, I'm so happy, you know, that, 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 you know, this is how it works out. This is how it all, you know, this was the, this was the end, you know, like when you watch those movies, and there's always like these twists and turns. And it's like, you know, if there wasn't all these problems throughout the movie, the movie would be boring. You know what I mean? And this is kind of like how life is, is life is just a twist and turn of problems. And I find that, you know, throughout those situations that could just either make you or break you by me knowing that God is by my side and I just give this stuff to him. It gives me a sense of peace and comfort and happiness. And again, I could, I could talk for myself. Um, because people will look at it in different ways, but like, well, you know, I've had these issues and I have this and I had that. Maybe that's because that's just life. You know, it's how we deal with those issues. Again, when it comes to me, I, I give them to God and then I just let them go. And whatever happens, good or bad, it just, it is what it is. You know, listen, I've had a lot of good, of, of bad stuff happen to me um, a lot. And here we are, you know, come out better than the last time. And you could say, oh, everything happens for a reason. Maybe, but you know, if you want to look at it that way, I like to look at it like it's not up to me anymore. You know, my my decisions, my dreams, my goals, my problems are given away. Just like what I was saying about the Godfather. Once people, you know, those if you watch that movie, once people give the stuff to the Godfather, it's all gone. You know what I mean? They leave so peaceful and comfortable because they know their problems are taken care of. That's how this works. So listen, 
guys, let's not forget that we still need to name Scooter something else because she's not, you know, he's not a he, she's a she. So we got to make Scooter uh, into a girl name. So let me hear some suggestions or some cool names that uh, that you guys uh, like. So far, we have Diana on the table. Uh, I believe Diana was, uh, let me just see, because I was got this text message here um, that Diana, where is it here? Um, hold on a second. Uh, Diana, this is what I've been told. Diana is the goddess of strength. And obviously it's the name of the girl who basically rescued her. So that's one name that's on the table, Diana, because it's the goddess of strength and it's the name of the person who rescued her. Um, also, Lexi is another name that's on the table, which I kind of like as well. Uh, let's see what you guys are coming up with, you know, all sorts of different names. It could be like things, objects, you know, whatever. I'm not a, you know, that doesn't have to be like an actual name name. It could be names of, you know, whatever you want. So let's come up with some names. Help me out. Let me name this little kitty and I'll show a picture. That's why I want you to make sure you guys follow uh, all the social media platforms on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, those are on Pac-Man to the rescue, P-A-C-K-M-A-N to the rescue. So this way, you know, you'll see pictures and videos of, of her and, you know, updates and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, listen, this was a special episode, guys. It's uh, the prodigal son returns or the prodigal daughter in this case. So Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Barking for Balance. I really want to end with, um, you know, got to have faith and patience, guys. It's about training people, not training dogs. Um, I got to throw that in there, of course, because, you know, we got to remind you guys, you got to remind people, but that's the case. But got to have faith and patience. Make sure you take a look at, the, read that book. Make sure you read God Spelled Backwards. Uh, special thank you. Once again, they deserve it. Special thank you to Lisa. Special thank you to Tara. Especially special uh, thank you to Diana and an especially special thank you to Janae from uh, Pity Party Rescue uh, for all coming to the rescue of myself and uh, of the, you know, scooter <laughs> quotes around it. So uh, listen, guys, any questions or issues, you know where to find me. Um, life is good. God is good. Got to have faith and patience. Don't forget. Anyway, um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Barking for Balance. And don't forget, I will catch you guys next time. See you later.